Hello, friend. Thanks for joining us today on Making Disciples Naturally, the podcast of the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis, and I am so pleased that you've chosen to join us today. This is the third episode in a series on communication and learning how to love well. I'm happy to continue my discussion with my friend Mark Olsey, founder of Pledge Talk. Mark is a marriage counselor, seminar leader, author, and is a specialist in teaching people how to relate better in a loving way. In this episode, Mark shares his insights into how we can love our spouses, our children, and grandchildren better by listening well and communicating better by using a model that he calls Pledge. We can remember what these different steps are by remembering the letters that spell the word Pledge, P-L-E-D-G-E. Let's hear what Mark has to teach us today. Let me let me move that second part of what I want to talk about, and that is um, your heart for marriages and relationships. And uh, I just have, have really admired that about you and, and your wife, the, the real heart you have to see marriages grow, uh, see marriages healed. Uh, you've spent a large part of your life investing in that and uh, helping people to love well, as we've talked about a little bit with your neighbors. But tell me a little bit more about um, this uh, model that you've developed called Pledge Talk and, and how that works, some, some ideas about how we can use that in our marriages or maybe in our families, you know, because the uh, navigators are, like I say, really invested in the idea of making disciples and helping people grow in the Lord. And our our number one disciple should be our children, our families, grandchildren, how does the Pledge Talk concept work into ministering to your family or your spouse? So thank you for that. Yes, um, I'm excited about this. Yes, so I've been a marriage uh, counselor now for, as you know, about as long as we've known each other for 30-some years, right? And, uh, and I've sat for, uh, with, with hundreds of couples literally for thousands of hours watching the way they interact with each other. And I've discovered over the course of the time that over and over and over and over and over and over again, the way that what I see happening is that they're missing each other. Um, and they're not connecting. They're living out their conflict style right in front of me. And I see what specific steps that they're missing. That if they had taken step one step, um, uh, to the right, it could have helped the conversation really go in a good direction, but they miss it and they go to the left and, and the thing, the conversation falls apart right in front of me. And I began noticing this and watching this over and over and over again. And ultimately, eventually what I did is I began to kind of see the similar, the similar steps that were missed and, and, and how they were in like a, 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 a sequence. The steps were in a sequence as well. And they missed one and then they missed the other, then they missed the other. And I began just taking note of that, and out of that created a process, a, a sequential process, a six-step sequential process of how to communicate well um, that, that, that helps bring about healthy communication, helps bring about helpful conversation, and specifically helps us to talk through conflict. And we call that pledge talk. So pledge is the um, uh, is, 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 is both those two words pledge and talk. They're two acronyms, um, and pledge is the first six steps of how to uh, communicate in a healthy way to work through conflict and to to uh, bring about a good good communication and good connection 
uh, with everyone and, and certainly within your marriage and family as well. Yeah, you know, Mark, I really appreciate this approach that uh, you've developed with uh, Pledge. I've used it with uh, with my wife on several occasions, and, and a friend I was working with in a discipling relationship, he, I, I think he misunderstood what I was saying, I misunderstood what he was saying, and we just carved out some time to um, just to work through that approach, the, the Pledge, P-L-E-D-G-E approach. So share with us, if you will, kind of what those letters uh, refer to. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, uh, when I talk about I talk about it, I, or when I teach it, I do uh, first uh, in the context of a conflict. Um, and the idea is this: that none of us wakes up every morning thinking, "Hey, today's a great day for a conflict." Uh, no, we don't, very few people like conflict. I know a few, but very few like conflict, right? But what happens? We just find ourselves in the midst of it. And what I want to suggest to people is that when you find yourself in the midst of it, somebody hit the pause button. That's P. Somebody hit the pause button. Because we all know the experience is we've not done that. We've tried to keep um, arguing our point and, only, and things only got worse. So I say hit the pause button to let the, the emotions dial down and to, to enable your, your mind and your heart to shift in the direction of, um, being other-centered rather than self-centered. Because most of us, when in the midst of a conflict, all we want to do is get you, the other person, to hear my point. Well, we have to be at a place where we recognize there are two points that need to be heard, two perspectives, and that before we come back to the table, we need to be at a place where we're willing to hear the other person's perspective and seek to really understand it. So that's what has to happen when we pause. Second step is to listen. PL. We have to listen to really understand. Most of us only listen long enough to build our defense. Right? I'm going to argue my point. Sure, you butt in. I'll listen to you. But the moment you say something that I know is wrong, in my mind, my mind I'm spinning all kinds of ways. I'm going to argue next. I'm not even listening anymore. And as soon as you take a breath, I jump in. Now I'm arguing my point again. And we volley back and forth like that. And the conflict continues not very helpful or uh, not, not likely to succeed in bringing about resolution. So instead, we have to listen. We have to vow to listen to really understand the other person and their perspective. Third step is echo. Okay, excuse me. I want to interrupt just a second. So just to review, P, we're going to pause. When, the, when we sense the conflict is happening, somebody says, let's, let's hold it, let's pause. That's the P, and we shift our thought from... What you would say, being defensive to being other-centered at that time. And then the L stands for listen, and that means to truly put yourself in the other person's shoes, truly um, listen, not for the purpose of defending your own position, but listen for the purpose of hearing their heart. Did I get that? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. You did really good. You did, in fact, what I'm going to suggest is the third step, and that is to echo. You just echoed back what I had just said. So you did a very good job of that, baby. I just want to encourage you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, that's the third step. If, if I'm listening to you, okay, um, and uh, you, you don't know uh, if I've heard you well en- enough or, or well uh, you know, as much as you'd hoped for me to hear you uh, or not. So the only way you can really know is if I echo back and if I do it in, in the good enough job so you know, yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And interestingly enough, 
We all want that, right? Mm. We want to know that somebody has heard us, and when somebody echoes back in some way, then we have that little bit of excitement, like, yes, finally, someone has heard me. That experience comes about because they echoed back. Third step, pause, listen, echo. Now, fourth step is this. Once it, let's say I'm listening to you, right? Well, you and I had an argument. We come back to the table. I'm listening to understand you. I echo back to make sure I put her correct. You go, yes, yes, yes. And then the next step is disarm, okay? That means I can disarm the tension with between us now simply by saying something like, that makes sense, David. I understand what you're saying. And I get quiet, Okay. So I say that and I get quiet. Most of us say, I get what you're saying, but that's not what, and we throw a butt in there and we start going on talking. Or I understand, but let me tell you my thought. But the moment we do that, we basically invalidate the other person. All of a sudden they don't feel heard. So I have to disarm by saying that makes sense, I understand, and then I get quiet. That's the fourth step, disarm. The fifth step is this. Even though you and I have been talking through this conflict, largely I've been the one listening, echoing, disarming, and I, I still have thoughts in my head that I would like to share, but when do I do that? Well, I really can't do that well until after I've disarmed by saying that makes sense, I understand. And there's some quiet, and you go visibly on your face, maybe out loud, certainly in your head, it's like, this is amazing. I've really been hurt. I can't believe it. And you don't, you don't feel the need to argue anymore because your point has been hurt. So the next step after disarm is give. In our, inter our supposed interchange of you and I having a conflict, David, um, we both paused, then we started up again, we came back to the table, I volunteered to listen first, I'm listening to understand you, once I think I do, I echo back and you say, yes, that's true. And then I disarm by saying that makes sense. I understand. I can appreciate your perspective. Then I get quiet. Now, in my head, I'm thinking, I still have another perspective. I, I really do appreciate it. There's some other things I'd like to share. How or when do I do it? Now's the time. After I've listened, echoed, and disarmed. Now I go to the next step, which is give. And I say, David, I have some other thoughts to add to the story here. Can I share them? I ask, can I give you my perspective? And because you've been loved well by, listen, by my listening, echoing, disarming, you're far more likely to say, sure, I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. So now I give my perspective. And at that point, you things turn around or cycle uh, the, the, uh yeah, so we, 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 things are reversed. Now you listen, you echo, you disarm, and, and that really is, is what we mean by the last step, that we engage this process back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of listening, echo, disarming, and then the next person giving their perspective while the first person listens, echoes, and disarms. And we process the conflict in that way. Wow. That is so helpful, Mark, because I think really what it's saying is what you've been saying from the very beginning, and that's how you love well, is you listen to another person. Isn't that great information on how to love well? And isn't that really what Jesus wants us to do? Matthew twenty-two thirty-six 36-40 says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Pledge. The P stands for pause. Then we need to shift our thinking to really focus on the other person. The L stands for listen. Truly listen. Be curious. E stands for echo back. Try to restate what the other person has said so that they truly feel listened to and loved. The D stands for disarm. Something like, you know, I see how you come to that conclusion. That really makes sense. That is so affirming to someone. The G stands for give. Give the other person an opportunity to add to the story. And the E reminds us to engage, to go through the process again and again. My challenge to you is to try that today with someone. It doesn't have to be in the midst of a conflict. You can simply start to listen well, to ask good questions, to really think about the other person and what they're talking about, and not think as much at this time about what, how you come across or how you want to be perceived. Be curious. Be sincere. Go deeper. Really try to probe to understand what the other person is saying. I pray that you will have the courage to love well today. Information on how you can contact Mark and his ministry is found in the show notes on today's podcast. Join me next time as we hear more from Mark Olsey. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, kansasnavs.org, or our Facebook page under Kansas Communities Ministry. Be sure to drop me an email at radio at kansasnavs.org with any comments or questions. I look forward to talking to you again next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.